Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Challenging. Thought-provoking. Insightful. This is God in Country. The collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad to have you. What an awesome thing to have you all joining me today. Hey, uh, thank you for your great response to the uh, Facebook Live video that I posted. Uh, did, a little, did a little Facebook action going on there. You've reached the collision of faith and politics, even though I think sometimes you probably aren't sure at any given time uh, what you've reached. Um, you ever have one of those things, you see the things on, uh, I guess it's on Facebook and then somebody posts a video or an audio and you go, what did I, what did I just watch? You know? So anyway, I think it's funny. You just never know what you're going to run into, uh, with me, the Ninja pastor, Reverend Dr. Sean, Michael Greener. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you. So here's the thing. There's so much going on. I mean, I just, I just as soon take a nap, you know, I'm a little sleepy, but then I get mad because old Barack Hussein, he's just going, he's going to keep on rocking till the very end. And so I get mad a little bit and then I can't sleep. So I'm, I'm on a little insomnia here. So bear with me if I repeat myself. Um, my son is making me some really, really great uh, tea with honey. And uh, I am quite, quite looking forward to that. Really, really awesome. So... <laughs> Oh, male streep, male streep, and but all Hussein Obama. Oh, and Russia hack Russia's. I don't know if you know they hacked us. That's totally new. Something we didn't even see that coming. We didn't know they were going to do that. We didn't even know they could do that. Did you know that this administration? The you know. Anyway, I find it very strange, folks. Very very strange. So, but bye. Oh, and Michelle and Malia and Sasha. Where's where's the other? Where's Sasha? You know. Oh, she had a test to take, so they couldn't make it to the the last uh, choosing of the you know the, the the revealing of the Christmas tree, the national Christmas tree. They couldn't couldn't make it to that. You know, they were sleeping in or hungover, whichever. And they couldn't make their dad's last speech. Now, you know, who's going to believe that this is his last speech? The man 
is such a narcissist. Some have said that I'm a narcissist, but listen, if he is the measurement of narcissist, then I'm pretty positive I'm not a narcissist, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, I don't know if you saw my Facebook Live. If you didn't, it's it's live there on something's wrong with the website. I don't know why, but it's not posting it. It's supposed to automatically post it. For whatever reason, it's not posting it. So I don't know. I have to fix that. But you can see it on my Facebook. So if you just follow me on Facebook and whatever, you can see that. And then follow me on the uh, subscribe to the to the show on on drshawngreener.com or the ninjapastor.com. By the way, that's our Instagram and our Twitter at the ninja pastor, the ninja pastor. So uh, I'm I'm definitely uh, definitely definitely. Um, wow, I mean, somebody asked me just now what is oh 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 chat people i'm sorry about that folks uh let's see here let me open that up folks are texting me saying hey man where the chat is i don't think that they said it like that i'm just i'm portraying them uh, i'm taking some artistic license so that's what i'm doing now so chat is officially open y'all chat is officially open and um we're just excited to have all y'all chatters up in there. I thought it would be funny real quick. I'm going to go back to, to the Facebook live thing, but I thought it'd be funny for you to know where the people are coming from. And, uh, I have to say, be cool. First message from Africa while I'm while I'm doing the show. And that's pretty cool. I haven't had that. Uh, so, where, what nations? Do you know uh, South Korea? Somebody in South Korea actually uh, has listened. Uh, in, in fact, uh, about 0.93% of my audience is South Korea. Uh, I've got a 13% of my audience is in the UK. Uh, we've got about, yeah, about 13% here. And uh, then a huge percentage, of course, is in, uh, thank you, buddy. You didn't go light on the honey, did you, Doyle? Okay. Some have asked, uh, by the way, is Doyle Taco Tony? And he is not. He would tell you he's not Taco Tony, although he likes tacos. Uh, hold on one second. He's got some news for us. What's that? He says he will be Taco Tony if I buy him. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the company because they don't, they don't advertise with me. So, you know. But anyway, if I buy him a taco, he will be down with it. So I don't think that's going to happen. So anyway, so Korea, uh, we've got some folks in Italy. Got some folks in Italy. Got some folks in Belgium, Germany. Fairly uh, good showing there in Germany. Canada, our friends to the north. Uh, we've actually got some folks in Afghanistan and I actually know who those folks are. So God bless you. Stay safe. Love y'all. Um, it's pretty cool. And, and this is, I'm not advertising for iPhone, of course, but iPhone is my largest representation the the, the largest number of people that listen to the show out of, I don't know, I guess, I don't know, a lot of people, uh, they are using an iPhone to listen. They're actually mobile. So that might be why some of you uh, are not able to um, are not able to to be in the chat room because you know you're driving, of course. So anyway, 
uh, the Facebook Live thing, I was just simply announcing that I officially refused to perform at the inauguration. Um, and that's official, by the way. I did a statement. Uh, I did a statement on that. So, um, an official statement. I don't, did you guys see it? It's Facebook Live. And uh, it's very important. I think I need more honey in this. More honey. Sending a message now. The young man will retrieve it. He will promptly put more honey in the tea since I am, you know. And uh, you can officially take the um, the tea bag out too. I think we're good there too. So this is very important stuff. You're you're in on the back, you know. You're you're in the backstage. You got a you got a backstage pass here with the old Sean Greener. And uh, welcome to Bob and chat, and also Jerry from Pennsylvania, one of my very dearest friends ever in my whole life. Um, we're glad to have you. So I was talking uh, about uh, my official refusal to perform at the inauguration. And you see, you're, you're seeing a lot of celebrities come out and say, now, if you watch the Facebook live video, of course, it's a recording now, but it'd still be fun for you. Uh, but don't do it right now. You'll miss the show. Well, you won't miss the show. How many green M&Ms are you getting? Hmm. Hmm. I think there's a story behind that. Thank you. And you can officially take the tea bag. I usually do, but I'm a little soft today. I'm, I'm in touch with my, my lady gray side. That's me advertising the tea, by the way. They don't send me money either. Big stars have all these requests, Jerry says. <laughs> That's funny. So, <laughs> so y'all watch the Facebook live video. Go there and check that out. Um, but but I, I gave my official announcement. That's where it is, my official announcement. I am not going to perform at the inauguration. Um, and I know for some... That might be a little bit of a disappointment uh, for others. Uh, yeah, no, they're not going to. <laughs> Folks are saying, oh, that's funny. That's funny. Some folks are asking, are you okay? You seem disoriented, crazy, weird, odd, and perhaps a little mentally deficient. I do have a brain injury, so that could account for it. So anyway, so I do the things. Yeah, the riders. Jerry, uh, Jerry is pointing out in chat. See, if you get in the chat, you're going to see some cool stuff. Jerry is pointing out in chat that uh, you would be amazed at what uh, some of the things that are in stars contracts or riders. You know, well, we're going to have this and only green M and M's and all this stuff. A certain kind of water. You know, uh, your soda at a certain temperature. You know, just goofy stuff. I have no such thing. None whatsoever. Uh, so I let me just say, I, I didn't, I, I was not asked to be at the inauguration. I wasn't even invited. Uh, I wasn't, you know, but, but some of the stars who have so boldly, and I talk about this in the live, some of the stars, <laughs> they have come out and they have said, uh, I'm just going to come out publicly and, uh, refuse. I'm just going to decline. I'm going to politely decline. Well, the politely decline was David Foster, who's really one of the greatest musicians of our time. He's a great composer, phenomenal uh, seer of talent. Uh, before any of the rest of the world sees talent, he sees it, and he's really extraordinary. But uh, uber liberal, uh, kind of a little bit of a crazy guy a little bit, but super talented. I can't take his talent from him. He's He is talented. 
um, puts on a phenomenal concert, uh, you know, anyway. So what I'm saying is I'm not going to say that Meryl Streep is a washed up actress or that she was highly overrated. Now, I do think she's a little bit overrated. There are some of her, uh, some of her movies that I, I wouldn't give you two cents for. Um, what is that one? Uh, oh, thank you, buddy. The second round of the tea is here and prepared to fuel me up. You want me to taste it now to see? He's got a high quality expectation. Oh, yeah. That's the perfect amount of honey. Did you fill it halfway full with honey? I filled half of the honey jar. Oh, well, that's a lot. I'll be buzzing here. This show might go about nine hours, just so you know. Um, <laughs> so Bob in chat says, I now plan to boycott Trump until he accepts my decline to be there. <laughs> now, what some of you might not know, there's, there, it's a joke a little bit. But, but in, in some ways, I used to sing the national anthem for money. I used to sing for professional uh, sporting organizations and big name ones, you know. And uh, this international banking school, I sang the national anthem for that. And I sing it a cappella. You sing with that guy Al Capella, right? <laughs> yeah, I sing it a cappella, no music. And I always have. Since the crash, I haven't done it. But uh, the point is, I used to do it a, a fair amount. So, so, yeah, I mean, not that he would ever invite me. However, let me say this. A lot of these stars that are saying they're not coming, they're, you know, so bold. You know, they make these public statements on Twitter and whatever. And um, they're declining something they were never invited to. Now, David Foster, he was invited. Charlotte Church, there's, there's, there's some question that she was ever actually invited. And, and uh, in fact, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say she probably wasn't. She's very liberal. She's Welsh, very good singer. A uh, lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, the box. You guys heard if you sing, you know, do anything recorded or live, singing into the box, auto tune. She does use auto tune, but in fairness, uh, she falls under the opera category. So a lot of opera singers, believe it or not, sing into auto tune. And the reason they sing into auto tune, for the most part, is they sing so powerfully that a lot of times it can overwhelm a normal microphone. And so it has to be tuned back. Uh, that, that's the box they use. But some, some use it just because, hey, everybody hits a wrong note every now and then. And this, this helps protect against that. So the point is, Charlotte Church said no. There's no evidence to indicate that, they, that the uh, inauguration committee invited her to sing. There's several others. Uh, Kid Rock has said, heck yeah, except he didn't say heck. I'm going to be there. You know, I love America. I love that dude, man. He's a crazy guy. I mean, he does some wild stuff, but I love his attitude and I love his patriotism. And, and that's one of the things I think we have to figure out in this country, that just because you're a conservative, like Vince Vaughn literally is one of my favorite actors. I mean, literally. I still say uh, some of my best friends, or at least one of them, I've gotten this discussion a lot that I say that if uh, Vince Vaughn ever really seriously decides to take on a serious acting career, like a drama, be, being a dramatic actor, I think he'll be one of the greatest actors of our time. Same, and, and my favorite um, comedy duo is Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. I just think that th those two together are really a great combination. Well, Vince, a libertarian. Uh, he's pretty conservative um, and certainly in, in many, many ways. And then, of course, Mel Gibson, you've seen the, the photograph of, of he and Vince Vaughn at the Golden Globes.
Well, uh, what happens is, you know, they obviously didn't like this. And, and, and all night long, they're having to hear these other stars go on and on and on about, you know, prattling on a, about Trump and how he's evil, LGBT. He hates them. He hates Muslims. He hates immigrants. He hates Mexicans. He hates handicapped people. Uh, he hates women, but he chooses women to abuse. Uh, he's sexist, misogynist, uh, xenophobic. I can't think of any other words, but he's all those things. So um, they didn't like it. They didn't like it all. So I'm going to talk about that just a little bit. Um, so President Lame Duck Hussein and Michelle Obama, they're packing their loot. But you know what they're doing? They're leaving claw marks in the floors over there at our, at our White House. And the walls even. Maybe the ceilings. I don't know. And, and it's the free ride that they've been getting off of our backs. Now, I've heard a rumor, and I'm trying to clarify it now with some Secret Service um, sources that I have, that, you know, and I, I told some people this earlier today, that, uh, you know, it's customary for your last, you know, the day of the inauguration, uh, the president is not to use Air Force One. The former president, uh, which in this case would be Hussein Obama, gets to use Air Force One one more time. Now, customarily, that use is to take them home, and it's it's symbolic, and it's also a nice gesture. Uh, take you home. So Bush, wasn't a huge fan of Bush, but better than Obama. Uh, they are, yes, Jerry, is absolutely correct. Uh, by the way, home, who in the world knows where their home is, but they claim Chicago. Uh, they claim that he was born in, in Hawaii, uh, and, and, you know, but they're, but they're renting a huge DC house, house in DC. They're, so they're, they're not going back to Chicago. Heck, there's too many shootings there. People get shot there. So what they're doing is they are building a huge wall. This is no kidding around their rented DC house. They got approval to build this giant wall. Now you might say, well, he's the president, former president, secret service might've demanded that around a, a rental. Yeah, I don't think so. So, uh, anyway, so but I'm checking to try to get confirmation on this because that is a custom George Bush and Laura, they flew to Crawford, Texas, which of course is where they, uh, they have a, a, a ranch there. And so what happens is, is, you know, they get on air force one, one more time. And let me remind you too, by the way, when they were doing their circling around DC, uh, low altitude circling in Marine one, they were given the finger by a whole lot of people. That was a really cool thing. Um, and and so, by the way, they're going to be two blocks. Uh, the intel here is two blocks from Jared and Ivanka um, Trump's house. Isn't that funny? Maybe a little bumping each other on walks. So, uh, you know, the American people thought it would be funny to give, give outgoing President Bush the finger as he's circling around. And, of course, they very kindly waved back. Well, instead of, and they, and they took him on Marine One to um, to the airport, to Andrews, and then, of course, he took Air Force One, you know, down to Crawford, and that was that. And he, you know, he gave a very nice gift to the crew, and lovely, just a, a lovely gesture. He's, you know, very sincere in that regard. Um, I don't know what the Obamas will give, or, I mean, take, they may pry something off. I don't know, that, you know, who knows? We better have an inventory at the White House, I'm just saying. So instead of that, this is what I'm hearing, and I'm trying to confirm again, that uh, the Obamas, instead of just flying to wherever, Chicago, even though, you know, their home really now is D.C., let's be honest. And But instead of doing that, what they're going to do is they're going to fly somewhere far away and warm. Isn't that interesting? Don't you find that interesting that uh, Hussein Obama and his wife, Michelle, 
instead of being reasonable and caring about the American public's, uh, the taxpayers' money, well, they never have, by the way. What are they, up over a hundred and some million dollars? If you count everything, a hundred and some million dollars uh, in, you know, on vacations in eight years. It's the most ever. It's the most ever. It's the most ever by a long shot. So, but instead of just going somewhere reasonable, no, they're going to fly, we think, to uh, Hawaii. That's, that's, that's what the, uh, the guess is. So let me, I uh, started to say this, um, you know, you ever hear the term Holly weird, the left coast, you know, Holly weird. So Meryl Streep is weird. She's an odd person. She's always been an odd person. I liked her in that uh, remake of Bridges of Madison County. I thought she was really, really good in that. Of course, she was starring opposite of, um, you know, the big guy, uh, what's his name? Clint Eastwood. And he was amazing in it. And, uh, but she did a good job. I'm not going to lie to you. She did a good job. And I've seen her in some things that she was really, really good. Uh, yet, uh, Bob, uh, from chat is indicated that reasonable, no way entitlement mentality. They are a pair of losers. Oh, that's absolutely. They're a pair of takers is what they really are. So Meryl Streep and her Hollywood friends, they all hate and oppose the, I'm going to do a quote here, racist, bigot, anti-LGBT, anti-immigration uh, president-elect Donald Trump. Wow, that's a really surprise. I don't know. Um, I don't know necessarily that. Um, well, let's see here. Hold on a second. I don't think I'm surprised. I've looked at myself and myself. Uh, I've looked at myself. I'm not surprised. You know, nobody, nobody's surprised. That was kind of a. A joke there. Wow, that is a real surprise. You know, we know that's how they're going to be. So the media and Donald Trump. So Meryl Tree, it's one thing she said that I can't agree with. And so complimenting her on that one movie, and I think there's a couple more. Obviously, that movie celebrates adultery and some other things, but I don't think it bridges the matter. I don't think it celebrates it. I, I think that it, 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 it's certainly an expose on it, but it was a powerfully acted thing. Um, so she called, uh, and I agree with this too, Meryl Streep called for uh, something called, I'm going to air quote, you can't see it because you're in the radio, but I'm going to do some live with the camera stuff. Uh, but if don't eat before, cause you see me and then your stomach gets upset and then you sue me, I've got nothing to give you. But if you'd like me to have something to give you, maybe you hit the donate button on the ninjafaster.com. So she called on us. I'm, I'm doing the us thing with my hands. I don't know if you guys, you probably can't see it. Um, she called on all of us to mm, protect, coddle. I want to say coddle, but I feel like I should say protect. Journalist. I know you were going to think children and babies and soft people. No. Well, it, you know, soft people and journalists, two, two the same. Redundant. Uh, she, she called on us to contribute to a committee, uh, a group that what they do is they protect journalists, a group that will now be intensifying their investigation of press freedom violations following the election of Trump. Now, this group, this safe space sissies, uh, you know, they, they love to push the narrative and lie until it's them who's in the in the crosshairs. And then ooh, we can't take it. So this group, what they're alleging is a violations equivalent to the action taken against journalists in such places uh, such as Pakistan, China, you know, Korea, Iran, places like that, in which journalists are killed and jailed and killed. And so this is just so you know, this is what they're actually alleging, this group. And so Meryl Streep encouraging us to contribute 
man, this is really good tea. Seriously. Uh, encouraging us to contribute to this group, right? And, and, and they're, what they do ostensibly is they, their, whole, their whole job or their whole mission is to protect journalists who are being killed. Uh, but now they're saying, you know, hey, we got to protect us from Donald Trump. Now, I'm going to tell you, uh, and probably the smartest person I know, uh, said we don't have a principled press, and, and I agree. And I think if any of us agree that we have a principle, believe that we have a principled press, uh, you know, I don't know how to help you at this stage. If, if you think that we have a principle, I, I can't help you. I really, really can't. So, um, and I, you know, you should be embarrassed, really, if you think that. Wow. Wow. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. You are naive. But I don't think any of my audience, however big, however small, I don't. I just don't think that any of you are going to believe that the press is principled. So we're constantly in a position of being subjected to a strategic co-opted use of our language by the media, right? So they say this. I'm going to give you an example here. This is this will be fun for you, right? Uh, this is co-opting of of our language, the language we speak and understand. And in this example, I'm going to use is be really uh, a very very in-your-face example. The Russians hacked our election, right? We're hearing that 900 times. It seems like we can't ever get away from this thing. They keep saying, oh, the Russians hacked our election. No, they didn't hack our The Russians did not hack our election, okay? They didn't do it. Well, but Dr. Sean, uh, Barack Hussein Obama got all of his intelligence leaders to come together and uh, make a statement. Well, one thing they didn't do is they didn't take an oath that it was true. And they also didn't provide any evidence that it was true. They said they're absolutely sure that it happened, but they're, they, they've failed to provide any. Well, they're not failed. They've refused to provide any. And they said, are you going to be presenting any? No, no, we're not. We're not going to do that. So, but I want to, I'm just, you guys know this. I think this is going to jump out at you. This statement in this form, it's repeated over and over and over by the media. And I'm sorry to tell you, it's also being reported or repeated by Fox News. Uh, let me be clear. You know, uh, let me be clear uh, that Fox News is not the conservative news. Many many people think that, but it's not the case. Now, mark my words, I should have bet $10 uh, that, uh, that Tucker Carlson would very quickly rise to the top of Fox News, and he already has. He already has. He's He's absolutely a, a, a stunning talent and and a true, true conservative. Well, so now he's on at 9 o'clock, so I have to DVR him because I can't stay up that late. That's not true. I do stay up that late, but I always forget to watch. And then later on, you know, I'm, oh, man, I miss Tucker. So, uh, but my point is, Tucker uh, brought this out, and, and I said it first, I think. I don't follow everything he does, but I'm pretty sure I said this first. The, the Russians didn't hack the election. The Russians may have hacked the DNC and the RNC computers, the Democrat National Committee and the Republican National Committee computers. Now, one thing that's not being said until they're asked under oath, which now they refuse to do, the, the leaders of the intelligence community, um, well, did they only try to hack the DNC or did they also try to hack the RNC? And they have to answer if they're under, um, oh, check this out. Fox News is reporting that the Trump Pentagon will likely abandon all social experiments for core mission under General Mattis. Well, how about that? That's what we need, right? 
That's what. That's why you hire grown folk. Don't let me get sidetracked. I can do a whole show on General Mattis. He's awesome. Well, so so there's there's it's. It, I I want to say inaccuracy because I don't want to say lie too much because then that becomes you know too much you know, but but I have to, I have to tell you, um, it, it is a lie. It is a lie. I'm not you know it's not going to wear you out. Um, it is absolutely a lie. The Russians hacked the DNC and the RNC computers. The problem is. The RNC are a group of grown-ups. You know, they live in the real world. They're not just education. You know, people have been, you know, in college their whole life. And, uh, you know, they've, they've lived in the real world. They've, they've managed businesses. They've started businesses. They've been successful. Um, but, it, but it is really, you're right, Bob. It's all about ratings and money. Um, nobody should be shocked that they sensationalize everything they can, lie when necessary, and are agenda-driven. Fox has been that way for a while, too. And so I think we can we can all pretty much agree that you got to watch Fox, you know, like anything else. Just pay attention. Don't don't fall for the whole. Yeah, they're the, they're the real deal. Are they better than everything else out there? Pretty much, you know, in the main television, they're number one for a reason. So but the Russians hacked the DNC because they could. Uh, they tried to hack the RNC, but they couldn't. Why? Because the RNC said, hey, somebody might want to hack our stuff. So, you know what we're going to do? We are going to welcome to Steve. Uh, congratulations on getting your RN while working, I think, two full-time jobs and being a great dad and, and, uh, and just all-around great guy. So kudos to you, brother. That's awesome. Um, the re look, the reason we have computer security is because this is a reality. We, we know bad guys do this. Bad guys all over the world hack right? I hate it. I, I hate it. I, you know, they hack banks, they hack this, they hack that. I, come on. It's, I have long said, you take them out, you shoot them. And you, a lot of people will say, um, a lot of people say that's over the top. You know, you don't shoot people for computer crimes, really. Even when they cost billions of dollars, even when they, even when they, uh, might potentially sway, uh, a national election? Really? That's you don't. Oh, it's no, we can't look. These are our enemies. They use computer hacking now, uh, database hacking, information, data mining to to really mess us up. So, you know, we have computer security because this is reality. Look, you don't make like Podesta. You don't make uh, your you don't make your 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 password hashtag password. You, you don't do that. Uh, or, or capital, you know, security with a capital S and a number one, you, you don't do that. You know, it's just stupid. And, and it's why the government, it's highest levels. They protect the secretary of state's emails. It's why passwords are important. So I brought up secretary of states and I'm going to go there, you know, Hillary Clinton decided, Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and get my own server. Cause I think I should have my own server. And, you know, I get a lot of emails from a lot of, I don't want to sign up for a bunch of, you know, I'll tell you, um, it's really hard managing a lot of emails. I'm pretty sure. And, you know, Outlook, it's so hard, you know, to get all the emails going to one email and you read them in the same place. That's very difficult. So I need 15 little devices and a bunch of different emails and all filing through uh, this this home you know homegrown server with with virtually zero security. So so when you so what I'm saying is passwords are important. You got to put a little thought into it. When you sign up for let's say your 
I won't say the name of the store, but it's a big store, you know, uh, your account there and, and, and they get a card. you get a card, credit card there. Your computer suggests a sophisticated password for you, right? It does that whenever you sign up for a new service and you go online, they'll say, they'll pop up this crazy looking password and you'll say, well, we recommend, you know, this password. You know, it's very difficult. You th you think to yourself, man, I'm never going to remember that. And who wants to type that out? But it's it helps with security. Well, apparently our Democrat leaders, they don't receive the same advice. Maybe maybe they don't receive any advice at all. Maybe, may yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the same one everybody has on their luggage. So I may maybe, I, maybe I'm too hard on the Democrat leaders. Maybe they just got bad advice. Now, they wanted to run the country for eight more years or four more years or forever. And so we have to assume they have some basic knowledge of computer security, but maybe, maybe I've done the wrong thing. Maybe I need to apologize. Uh, look, our media should have informed us, us, the U S in order to make informed decisions about who to vote for president. Because look, there was no false information revealed. It was just a copy, a copy of the emails. Do you see what I'm saying? They, this was a matter of emails that were actually there. So, so what happened? So somebody, you know, over in Russia, they said, let me, let me do a run. Let me make a run at the, uh, at this, you know, this email system here. Let me make a run at it. Let me see what I can do. Wow, this is easy. I can't, I can't believe. I can't believe I get through this. This is so easy for me. I don't understand. You know, what is, what's that like Count Dracula? A one, a two. You know what I mean? A little over the top of that. I'm normally better on my Russian accents. I must be tired. So um, the point here is I'm assuming the Democrat leaders received some sound advice on computer security. These people that wanted to run the country forever. Uh, the ones that say they're so smart. But they had these dumb passwords. They had no security on the server. This is a secretary of state. So what happened is WikiLeaks made those, you know, I don't know how they did it. I'm, they took screenshots or what they did. They made them available to the public. They did what the media was supposed to do. They didn't reveal lies. They revealed the truth. They revealed what's actually going on. And they said, well, it's unfair. What's unfair is they were trying to influence the election so that one particular candidate uh, would win. They wanted to influence the elections in the United States of America. Well, my friend, there's only one thing wrong with that. They tried to hack the RNC. They tried to hack Trump's emails. They tried to hack you know, lots of different conservative places, and, and they couldn't do it. And and the, and the scariest part of it is our media likely knew they they knew you know how they know because they hack too don't think for a moment that the media doesn't have hackers trying to get you know a lot of TMZ that that thing TMZ is a lot of legwork you know they do human intelligence this is what they do but they also hack this is how they get what they do and anybody tells you they don't they don't um, look our media chose not to do their job you know it I know it they chose not to do their job they chose not to be the media we should have never been able to hear from WikiLeaks not because we shut WikiLeaks down we should have never heard from WikiLeaks because it should have been old news by the time WikiLeaks got a hold of it 
And I'll tell you this too: the the media trusted that they'd get away with turning their turning their head. And you know what they did until November sixth? They did get away with it because a lot of people said to me, they said, "Doctor Sean, you know, I, uh, I'm a little concerned because I don't see very many Hillary signs." And really, I don't see very many um, Hillary commercials, right, until the very end, right? They, they, well, we don't need to spend money on this. I don't know what they were spending money on because she spent the most money ever, um, over a billion dollars, you know. I like a president and can get elected without all that money, don't you? But here's the thing. You know, they didn't make the choice, look, we're, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to say, I don't, let me put it another way. I think the media abdicated their legally protected responsibility. When I say legally, I mean constitutionally, the first time. Another country got to choose when to reveal the truth because the media sat on it. They covered it up and they said, look, they didn't just sit on it. They covered it up. Now, what, what time did the left decide, the media to decide, when they're going to reveal, when they're going to come out about hacking and all this stuff, start using those terms right before the election. Now, this is, by the way, this isn't the same as tampering with the Soros voting machines or altering people's votes like millions of, of votes for the benefit of Hillary Clinton. This is what makes the statement, the Russians hacked our election, make somebody think that, that they, they got into the machines and they didn't do that. They didn't do that. And actually, we're not even sure that they even hacked into Hillary. We don't, we're not positive it was, it was them. My point in all this is, that, and the truth really here, is that the Democrats cheated enormous, look, epic proportion, more than we've ever seen in all of time. Ever, 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 ever. The, the Democrat, they, it, it was it was epic proportions that they, they they cheated. It was just unreal. But but here's the thing: it just wasn't as massively as they needed to. And listen, I'm going to tell you something, folks. Make no mistake about it. They won't make this mistake the next time. If we don't fundamentally change our press in the next four years, then the massive cheating will occur in four years, and they'll be successful. I, I think absolutely that it's completely appropriate for Donald Trump, President-elect Donald Trump, to communicate the way that he does. I like it. I like it. You might say, well, you're supposed to be a pastor. Yeah, but I haven't always been a pastor, and, and pastors like truth, and he tells the truth. And the, fa the fact of the matter is the press is, is poison. It's poison. It doesn't make anything better. It makes it worse when you're just, when you're just uh, uh, overwhelmed wave after wave of agenda and propaganda. We don't need them. So he's delegitimizing and making impotent the press and the media. And I think it's appropriate because this is the way the world communicates now. Look, we you, you like it or not like it. Hey, you like it or not like it. I'm, I'm down either way. That's what we cool people say. I'm down. I'm down. I'm not down as in I'm depressed. I'm down. That's I don't really know what it means, but down is apparently cool. And, and I'm trying to be more cool. So. Work with me here. Uh, I think it's appropriate for Trump to communicate this way because if we, whether whether we like it or not, it, we permitted the media to allow lies to become truth. And, and the reason why we did that, or how we did that, the mechanism by which we did it was through our silence. We didn't call it out. 
because they're calling us racists and bigots and homophobes. So we're trying to be quiet, you know, because we don't want to be in that, that hailfire of bad stuff. I'll give you an example. Bush lied and people died. There were no uh, weapons of mass destruction. Well, we know for a fact that there are. There were 900 tons of weapons of mass destruction. I know soldiers personally, some special forces and some not, some regular army, that found huge caches of, uh, welcome, Adam. I'm glad to have you. Uh, huge caches of, of weapons of mass destruction. Now, let me say this, and I've said this before, I'm not going to be an apologist for uh, Bush one or two, 40, 43. Uh, I, I'm, uh, you know, or I'm just not going to do it. Bush lied and people died. Well, that's, that's, it's not factual. We did find weapons of mass destruction. The soldiers were instructed to be silent about it, to not uh, do any kind of uh, public, you know, don't say anything. Keep it to yourself. You tell your superiors and that's it. Uh, here's one. Al Gore won the election. They've led you to believe that that election, uh, 43, was, well, Al Gore, he won the popular vote, but he would have won even more uh, if if it hadn't been for these hanging chads. Like, there were millions of hanging chads. No, there, there weren't millions of them. And even when they gave all those hanging chads to Al Gore, he was still no, nowhere close to winning. So, oh, here's another one. Here's another one you'll love. Hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, you know, they keep saying it as though it's true, but we have proof upon proof upon proof that, that it's not true. We, we know conclusively, affirmatively, that it is no longer true. And isn't that something? Since, since Al Gore lost the election, his net worth has gone all the way up to $173 million, and I bet you it'll be even higher than that because climate change is nothing but a scam to make money. The only people, you look at who are in a position to make money from it in, intentionally, and, and you look who it, are, who it is, and it's the purveyors. Trayvon could have been my son, right? Remember when Hussein Obama said that? Could have been my son. That's nice that he was identifying, right? You know, could have been my son. The, look, the Russian hackers impacted the election by exposing what the American press should have exposed. Now, why didn't they do that? Well, first of all, they're agenda-driven. They're, they're in the hide information that can be received poorly about their side, which is the left. They're about hiding that, and they're about making stuff up about the other side. Now, sometimes people on the right do stuff wrong. I'm cool with that. You know, we're, we're, we all have hurts, habits, and hangouts. We all have struggles. And, and, and it's fair to say that sometimes we, the conservatives, make mistakes. But the fact of the matter is, if, if in fact we're going to believe these Russian hackers impact the election, what they did really was they exposed what the, the press should have been doing. Now, why, why wasn't the press doing it? Because they are so busy campaigning for Hillary Clinton. They were so busy. Look, and I, and I refuse to accept this premise that Russia attempted to interfere with the election. I refuse. I, I just don't believe it. Would I, do I believe that they, that they would like to see a certain candidate win? Well, why wouldn't they choose uh, Hillary Clinton? She, she gave away massive amounts of, uh, what's it, plutonium? Uranium. Uranium. Yeah. A lot of this land grab from the federal government out west, that's what it's about. It's not about land rights. It's, a, it's about stealing 
ore from under the ground and, and uranium and, and sending it to Russia. So if anything, you know, she was making all kinds of deals with all kinds of people. No wonder the Saudis were into her. She was into the Saudis for over a hundred million dollars, which we know now that a lot more money than that, but I'm not going to say until it comes out. But one thing, Laura Ingraham and people say Ingram, but it's actually Ingraham. It's pronounced Ingraham. And the only reason why I know that is she said it's Ingraham, not Ingram when I met her, but she said, you might as well say Ingram because everybody else does. And I spent my life correcting people. And so she's, she's a Russian expert. She's a, a level five expert on Russia, Russian language. She reads, writes, and speaks fluently at level five. That's CIA level five. That's the top level. Um, and so, you know, she knows what she's talking about. She lived in Russia. She's very involved with Russia. Uh, and, and she said it very clearly. Look, other countries spy. We spy. Come on. We spy. Listen, we love Israel. I'm, I'm, you know, my my doctorate uh, has a, a strong focus in uh, in um, Hebrew worldview, and so I love Israel. I mean, I I love all the research they're doing. They're, next, only next to the United States, Israel is the number one patent holder in the world. New innovations in health, uh, wellness. You know, they're leading the charge on cannabis and cannabidiol and all those things, they're, they're just way ahead of everybody, including us. Uh, so many other ways too, you know, they're just, they're just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. But here's the thing. Let me, let me go back to something really quick though, because some are saying, well, why is that important? Why don't we just ignore what they say, you know, and just go on and say our own thing. When you don't call it out, every time somebody air quotes credible, says, uh, you know, Russia hacked our election, it becomes more ingrained. It's, it becomes like a fact that everybody knows because you've heard it so many times. So I brought up Israel. You know, we love Israel. I love Israel. But you know who the number one country that we spy on is? Israel. You know the number one country that spies on us, the, the biggest influence? Israel. We spy on them. They spy on us. Of course, the Russians uncovered truth. They got into the servers. They found stuff. And it, and I'm sorry to tell you, it was very damaging to Hillary Clinton. Of course, the Russians and Chinese and anybody else hacked. That's what they do. That's why we exercise security. That's why we do it. Now, look, we have, we have a lot of mess-ups here, to be fair. The libs, they ignored security. And their press tried to hide info from the American people. We, we have to acknowledge that as a reality. But now what they're trying to do is misdirect our real questions. Like we, we have questions and we have rage. And they focus on nonsense. They get the masses to focus on nonsense. In case you don't know, you're the masses. Let's focus on nonsense. Tax returns? Election hacking? You got to be kidding me. It, look, it's established that Barack Hussein Obama spent $350,000 of your money trying to mess with Israel's election, and we're friends with Israel. So we've got to acknowledge everybody does it. Everybody does it. Our allies do it to us. We do it to our allies. Everybody does it. But here's how we can, we can, we can subvert the media's power we can take away their power by uncovering our own dirt and dealing with it. 
Hence the need for, for real investigative journalists. Now, I don't know how that's going to happen, but we need to have journalists that don't have an agenda, don't have a narrative, and a populist, quite frankly, that's us, who can read something other than Facebook or tweets. Right? Because we read 140 characters. Oh, I've been reading all night. Home run, Doyle. Man, this tea is amazing. So my point, my point here is this, and, and I'm... Um, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I don't want to beat any horse because I like horses. We, the people, have to stop accepting a press that lies to us and, and tries to trick us. We, we need to start influencing our children to go to college. A great university for this would be Liberty University uh, in, in Lynchburg, Ohio. Lynchburg, Ohio, Ohio. I'm reading Ohio, so I say Ohio. Lynchburg, Virginia, beautiful, wonderful place, amazing school. I happen to be an alum. Um, we we need to send our kids to places like Hillsdale, if you can get your kid in. Not many people can. And we need to train them, not just to go be uh, cub reporters and you know beat reporters and on-scene stuff, but to, to actually teach them to run news organizations. I started to say... Um, Newspapers. And I have to correct that because I think newspapers are, are really, if they're not already a thing of the past, I think they're going to be a thing of the past. Uh, they are close to being. Now, some other countries, they still have a little bit of strong, but over here in, in the United States, it's, it's really kind of pitiful. So I want to say this, President-elect Trump, he's already influenced more jobs back to America. While all this crap is going on and he's campaigning and winning by a long shot, He's already influenced. He's not even the president yet. And he's already influenced more jobs back to America than any president, previous president-elect in history. Now, Barack Hussein Obama, if you listen to his speech last night, he says it's because he loosened the jar. You ever see, you know, uh, hey, husband, can you open this jar of pickles for me? Sure, I can do it. I'm, a, I'm tough. So the love wife hands you the, the, uh, the jar of pickles and you know, you try not to show that, wow, I'm really straining on this. Darn, this thing is hard to open. And then you kind of get in those twisted, contorted positions. And, you know, then you switch hands. Then you dry your hands because, of course, it's because your hands are sweaty. Whatever the case may be. And then you hand the jar back to your wife. And all of a sudden, she opens it up. And voy voila. You know. It opens right up. So Barack Hussein Obama, you know what he said? He said, hey, I loosened the jar on those jobs. So it'd be easy for you to seal the deal on the jobs. I, I did the hard, heavy lifting. Oh, by the way, after, he did this after claiming the election could never be rigged. Do you remember this? He said, you know, while uh, uh, present now President-elect Trump, but then candidate Trump was saying, look, this this is rigged. I'm seeing stuff that that is deeply, deeply disconcerting here. So, you know, he, he, and then he ridiculed President-elect Trump for his claim he'd bring jobs to America. So I, I hope you get where I'm, I'm going on this. It's, it's one of those things that, quite frankly, you know, it has to be said, and, and I don't like to have to say it, just primarily because who wants to have to say it all the time? Who, who wants to say it all the time? That the press is, is corrupt. It's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. And, th and there's no excuse for it. No excuse at all. Hey, check this out.
We will be back with Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, after these short messages. Hey, Happy Warriors, this is the Ninja Pastor here. Please, this is very important. If you could, follow and subscribe this show. You know what? My statistics for this show don't count unless you are a subscriber or a follower. Uh, what you do is you go to blogtalkradio.com backslash the ninja pastor. And if you use Twitter and Facebook, follow us at the ninja pastor. And on Facebook, click on sign up just under my photograph under www.facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Subscribers, you get notifications first of all of our shows anywhere we're appearing. And it's all free. Nobody steals your information. Again, if you could click on follow and subscribe here at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash the ninja pastor if you're on twitter and facebook follow me at the ninja pastor go to facebook.com backslash god and country radio click follow and sign up thanks a bunch man i really appreciate it way to go happy warriors well there you have it there you have it gotta hit subscribe man i really need that uh the more folks that hit subscribe the more seriously this show is taken um, the more opportunity we have to gain advertisers and kind of help me defray the cost. In the meantime, you know, it's the donate button. That's about all there is to it. And we use PayPal on theninjapastor.com, drshawngreener.com. Click on the donate button and the banner up top there and whatever you can give. We really appreciate it. So Charlotte Church, okay. I like Charlotte Church. She, she sings in the box as I talk about. Uh, but she she's, um, you know, she's well, she's not American. Um, she's made a lot of American money, but uh, she called Trump a tyrant when the inauguration committee apparently invited her to uh, sing at the inauguration. Now, I don't think that non-Americans at an American, and I, it might have slipped their mind that she's not an American citizen, um, that uh, to sing the, the national anthem. And so there's a growing list of artists who have publicly said, as I said in my open, no, I'm not going to perform at President-elect Donald Trump's inauguration on January 20th, which I plan on being glued to the TV. So your staff have asked me to sing at your inauguration, the Wealth Singer tweeted to Trump early Tuesday morning. A simple Internet search would show, I think you're a tyrant. Bye. Now, first of all, oh, by the way, that wasn't all. Her message was followed by four poop emoji. Uh, happy poop, I think they call it. Well, that's, you know, first of all, that's that's trashy, number one. That's trashy. Uh, nobody can say I don't love emoji. But let's be honest. Let's be just very honest here. When you do that, you, you know, you're you are communicating with the president-elect of the United States Happy crappy, that's what it's called. Um, you're communicating with the President of the United States. I'm sorry to tell you, you may not like it, but it's true. Uh, it's tacky. Very, very childish. Uh, she didn't elevate herself in any way, in, in my estimation. In fact, I have a couple of her CDs, and, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to put a dime in her pocket. I, and I take a lot of heat every time I say, don't pay them any money. If there's a bunch of actors uh, out there that are that are super leftist and they're anti-American and, and against everything you say, don't stop giving them money. You don't have to go. You don't have to go to that movie. There's other movies. It's just, it's, you don't have to do that. Now, 
she's a classical singer. She's an opera singer, classical. Uh, she's released many albums with very religious uh, tones to them. A Dream a Dream. Uh, it's a collection of Christmas carols. She also was on the soundtrack for Ron Howard's 2001 film, A Beautiful Mind. Going a little more poppy lately, but the, the point of this is, is that, look, she dismissed Trump uh, as though he was just anybody, you know, and President-elect Trump, I'm glad when I can say President Trump, you know, he's earned the respect. There's another one, by the way. Uh, she was on the X Factor, the, the British one, which is where it originated, by the way. Her name is Rebecca Ferguson. She tweeted on January 2nd, she would only perform at the inauguration if she were able to sing the iconic 1937 protest song, Strange Fruit. And then on Tuesday, she put a longer note explaining that she would not sing at all. Now, I, I told you in the open about, and this guy's won a bunch of Grammys. Um, I'm not one to say that somebody's overrated if they're not overrated. I'm not one to call somebody not talented if they are actually talented. I may disagree fully. Uh, an example would be um, the guy in the Jason Bourne movies. That guy. I'm not going to say his name, but he, but he, you know, he's so left. He's so left. And I don't want to put any money in his pocket. Uh, you know, and he's an excellent actor. He's really, really good. There's a lot of really good actors out there. To tell you the truth, I, I'm so vehemently opposed to what they constantly espouse. He's the guy who's made his living in action movies like the Bourne, all the Bourne movies, using guns, blowing stuff up, hitting people, killing people, all this stuff. And yet, and yet, you know, he's so vehemently anti-gun. It, it's just completely contradictory. It's apples and aardvarks. Oh, and by the way, uh, David Foster, he did say that he politely declined the opportunity to be involved in the ceremony. Uh, and also the Beach Boys have been asked. Now, why you would do the Beach Boys, I don't know. They're 900 years old and they're all, you know, the brains have been turned to mush by drugs. So I don't, you know, I wouldn't necessarily invite them, but there's some good people there. Trump has already made the whole deal uh, one third what it used to be. Right. And, and then three inaugural balls instead of 10. Uh, he shortened the parade by two thirds. You know, the overall celebration and impact to Washington, D.C. has been cut by two thirds. Oh, 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 yeah, the the uh, dance troupe. You guys, have, I'm not into them. I think it's, you know, they talk about being sexist and all this stuff. These these ladies make their career uh, wearing things that highlight their figures, which, you know, I don't think there's necessarily your fitness highlighting that and all those things. I don't mean your beauty. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But they're known for high kicks, right? Uh, Rockettes, you know, and uh, being in a line and all dance, you know, doing the high leg kicks and all that stuff. Uh, well, there's uh, there's one of the dancers from that said, "Look, I, I'm I'm uncomfortable. Uh, I feel unsafe about performing at the inauguration." Uh, he said this to Marie Claire, uh, magazine Marie Claire. I feel like dancing for Trump would be disrespecting the men and women who work with us, the people we care about. So what she's saying here is gay people because he's he's not come out and um, and gushed all over gay people. He, you know. He's for fairness, you know, he's never, he's, this is the most anti, uh, anti LGBT. He's, he's against the anti LGBT people, you know, his family has been very, very, uh, generous to, to causes that are friendly to the LGBT community. So this, this dancer doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just listening to the echo chamber of the 
crooked media and, and buying into it, right? Because that's what it becomes. They only talk to each other. Before long, it becomes this thing that it's not. So, yeah, okay, if you don't want to be in it, don't be in it. The Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Now, I have a, you guys know, I have a huge, uh, well, I consider it to be a huge tens of thousands uh, of Mormons follow my show and, and follow, you know, what I do. And they're supposed to appear during the ceremonies. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard the Mormon Tabernacle Choir live. They're amazing. They'll, they'll take your breath away. Well, there's one particular um, Mormon in the choir, Jan Chamberlain. She quit the group. Now, it's very difficult to get in this group. She quit the group. And I got to hand it to her there. She didn't take the job. Now, to be honest, if you come out and you speak out against something they're doing, you quit so that you wouldn't be, you know, kicked out. I mean, that's just how that works. But this is what she said. You know, once the decision was made by the higher-ups at the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, I know, looking from the outside in, it'll appear that the choir is endorsing tyranny and fascism. She spelled fascism wrong, but okay. Uh, by singing for this man, this man. You know, I, I want to bring you back to something. If you, if you don't mind me reminding you of, of, of something I did a whole show or maybe two or three shows, do you remember the, 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 the cake, the husband and wife bakers, you know, you remember that when the, the, you know, the gay, gay guy comes in with a camera crew and uh, he'd been to many, many other um, bakeries comes in and he, you know, just the same thing they did to the lady in Kentucky, right? Uh, clerk, Rowan County clerk in Kentucky. Same thing. They shopped them. They, what the media doesn't tell you is they aren't truthful. They didn't tell you that they, they've been to several uh, bakers to find one that would say, mm, I'm sorry, due to my religious beliefs, I can't do your flowers or your cake or whatever for your wedding. Make you cupcakes, do whatever, but, you know, I just can't do the wedding cake. Um, very nice about it. I mean, they weren't ignorant. Now that's not saying something bad. That's not being anti, let me just clear this up. That's not being anti LGBT. When you say, look, I don't believe in gay marriage. I don't believe in the term marriage. I don't care what you call it, but I don't want it to be. And I don't care what the gay community calls it. I don't want it to be called marriage. It's not marriage. Uh, well, we lived together tw over 25 years and, um, we're still together. Okay. What's your point? Marriage is, is a biblical institution that the, 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 the uh, religious implications are huge, but we allowed our faith to be co-opted to make it some state-sanctioned thing, which is stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Why did we do that? I don't know. That was weakness on our part. But I'm not anti-LGBT at all. You know, I don't want them to be harmed. I don't want them to be abused or, or discriminated against. But be, if you're not getting everything that you're asking for, um, they weren't being ignorant, you know. If you're not getting everything you're asking for, th then that doesn't mean you're being uh, abused or, or in any way having your, your you know, your, your rights taken away. Come on. Oh, by the way, one singer, uh, she is singing, and I do really, really like her. She was, I think, 12 years old. She was on America's Got Talent years ago. Uh, she was 12 years old when she when she won. She is going to sing. Jackie Ivanko is going to sing the national anthem at the inauguration. And I bet, to tell you the truth, I bet that she will gain millions of millions of followers at this point uh, because we appreciate it. You know, we appreciate it. By the way, uh, Bob is exactly right or a uh, bill uh, is exactly right that um, this it's all about taking money. It's all about the revenue. 
because when it comes to marriage, the state took over licensing and registering of marriages. That's a tax, you know? So you want to talk about all the different taxes? That's a tax. That's just how it is. Wow, do I love this team. So while I'm at it, if I'm on a roll, you and I would sure like to know, um, why do we feel such an outrage and deep concern over a foreign enemy's attempt to influence the outcome of our election? Why? Why Why are we so mad about it? Uh, be, and the reason I say why is because we ignore our own nation's media's failed attempt. I talked about it earlier. Why are we so mad at the one thing, but we're not at the other? Is it not more outrageous and downright chilling that we can no longer trust our own media to cover an election without bias, without lies and conspiracy? So what should we expect the next four to eight years? Should we expect the next four to eight years to be covered any differently than the election? And I thought Russia was the only one of the two with a government-controlled media. Let me give you a break from the, this is a feel-good moment. I'm going to give you a feel-good moment here. This is free of charge, no cost or obligation to you. This is a break from the delirium and some feel-good moments right here. Clock Boy, according to Debbie Heine, that's how you pronounce her name, H-E-I-N-E. Uh, she wrote yesterday, Clock Boy loses in court. Father's defamation suit was dismissed. Now, this is Ahmed Muhammad and his father, Muhammad El-Hassan Muhammad. And they were looking at their lawyer, Susan E. Hutchinson. She's, she's holding the box, you know. Uh, holding the, and, and he did, let me, let me just take you back here. This kid, um, he disassembled a simple alarm clock and he made it. What he did was he disassembled the face part and the guts, and then he spread them out over a little metal and they call it a pencil box, but it's really not a pencil box. Um, little mini briefcase, a metal briefcase with a lock on it, the whole deal latches and all. And he put it in there. Now, if you've ever seen a suitcase bomb, this is what a suitcase bomb looks like, right? So he takes it to school, uh, and uh, he was a freshman. He takes it to school in uh, Irving, Texas is where they were, and says, look, you know, uh, look what I made, right? You know, this Muslim boy takes takes this ticking clock, right? And because the alarm kept going off, and people were looking like, what's in that box? You know, and then the teacher goes, look, what's in here? He opens it up nervously and says, well, it looks like a bomb. No, it's a clock. No, it looks like a bomb without the bomb. And so, by the way, they, they were suing. Uh, the father was suing Fox News, Glenn Beck, the mayor of Irving, a whole list for defamation in September of 2016. You guys remember when all this happened. A year earlier, Ahmed, then a 14-year-old freshman at Irving, Texas High School, and one of the high schools there, he was arrested. And he was detained by police, and he got suspended for three days to bring to school a cool clock, right? He called it a cool clock. The President Barack Hussein Obama said it was a cool clock, and it looked like a briefcase bomb. And he claimed to have invented this, right? But this was an easily ascended. It, what he did was, and they showed even where, you know, he purchased the, the, the alarm clock. He pried the front and the back off. He took the guts of it out. He basically glued it, didn't basically, he glued it to the inside of it, like a briefcase bomb would be. Then he claimed to have invented it, and he brought it to school, and he showed it to a shop teacher. Well, the shop teacher was like, mm, it's catchy. I don't know if that's an exact uh, imitation. I don't I don't think, I don't, probably not. You might have, Irving, Texas, probably had a Southern accent. 
Well, let's get you. Uh, the incident led to many to question the Muhammad family's motives. Now, if you didn't question these people's motives, and they're Muslims, uh, but if you didn't question their motives, then you're out of your mind. You got to climb out of the out from underneath the rock that you've been hiding under because, of course, they were testing the system. Of course, they were. Uh, and, and you know, I've said many times, it's it's a uh, it's RPM. It's not a religion. It's RPM, religious, political, and military ideology. It's not a religion. You know, they use our own courts, our our own naivete against us. They use our own courts and our laws and our constitution against us. So the American Freedom Law Center, this is this is what they said, uh, the AFLC, the, this motion to dismiss was filed by them. And uh, local lawyer uh, Peter Rowe, on behalf of the Center for Security Policy, and Jim Hansen, two of the defendants in the defamation case, uh, was, let's see, Fox affiliate uh, in Texas, Glenn Beck, and Glenn Beck's production company, and a bunch of other people were named in this suit. So Muhammad... He sued Hansen and CSP for statements Hansen had made on Beck's program about the connection between the clock boy hoax bomb affair and the attendant uh, media frenzy created in large part by his father, Muhammad, uh, and civilization jihad and the Council uh, on American Islamic Relations or CARE. The Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas front group in the United States that promotes civilization jihad. Now, we've talked about this. Um, I am considered internationally to be an expert on Islam. And, and I can tell you, I've had many, many, uh, like uh, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, um, Bill Federer, uh, and many, many more, Jim Simpson, so many uh, on the show that are internationally recognized as well uh, on Islam. And they'll tell you that, that all this is true. So during this hearing, the, the uh, AFLC co-founder and senior counsel, Jave Yureshalami, uh, he explained to Judge Moore that the purpose of the lawfare-driven, now this is warfare, but it's using the laws, lawfare-driven lawsuit, was to, and this is what they seek to do, intimidate into silence those who might comment publicly on the connection between jihad, terrorism, sharia, and Islam. As such, your, your Shalami uh, argued, this case is a classic strategic lawsuit against public participation or slap case, uh, and it should be dismissed. Now, there was a long hearing, and Judge Moore, he pressed Muhammad's lawyer, uh, and this is a Fort Worth attorney, uh, Susan Hutchinson, uh, very, very ultra-liberal woman, uh, which is ironic to me, uh, to provide any facts that would suggest Hansen and other defendants had said anything false or defamatory about Muhammad or the son during the television broadcast. Now, she spent, I, this is for real, man, this is, this is for real, 15 minutes flipping through the paper. She had reams and reams of it. Uh, and, and she was, she was unable to any, after 15 minutes of silence, flipping through paper, uh, I can find no such evidence. And so at the end of the hearing, judge Moore said, you know, she'd rule by the end of the day. And on Tuesday, the court published judge, uh, Moore's ruling and, and it was a complete dismissal with prejudice. So I think it was fascinating. So remember that was written, uh, by Deborah Heine. H-E-I-N-E. I, I didn't make that up. So, so this is this is a statement Yerushalmi Shalmi made uh, when they were leaving the courtroom after the judgment came down. The lawsuit filed by Clockboy's father, and I like that he calls him that, Clockboy. His father is yet another example of lawfare, Islamist lawfare, which is a component of the Muslim Brotherhood's civilization jihad. Right? They get in, they insert themselves, they they take smaller offices. Um, you know, they run for smaller offices and then they work their way up. They, 
they apply for jobs where they have connections and power, political, military, all of that, and then boom, for too long, the numbers are there, the influence is there, the left is certainly big enough to be influenced by it, and so now you've got this strategic lawsuits against public participation or slap. And it just didn't work. So they, they employ the progressive mainstream media to label any public criticism of Sharia-centric and jihad-driven Islam as Islamophobic, right? We hear it from the left all the time. Now, the left is being played. You know that. I know that. We all know that. Left is being played. They think that they know what they're doing, but they're not. They're being played. Uh, just like the LGBT people who, who march uh, with people in the left, it's ridiculous. Come on. It's ridiculous. Don't don't be silly. This is this is really really silly. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't understand it myself. Uh, you know how in the world could you be an LGBT LGBT person and go march with a I love my Muslim brothers. Well, they're going to throw you off a roof. That's what they do. They'll behead. They'll rape you first. By the way. Long as they kill you, they're not um, they're not soiled by you. As long as they kill you, you know, after they're finished raping you and they kill you, you're good to go. You know, they're cleansed. You're the sinner. So now the uh, AFLC is petitioning the court for lawyer fees and sanctions against uh, Clockboy's dad. And and so, look, there's this magazine called Inspire. You guys ever hear about that? Talked about um, that is sadly, ISIS's magazine, Inspire. Uh, and they talked about this case, and they said he inspired them. Isn't that funny? I mean, don't, don't you think that's amazing? He inspired them. So we don't think that the guy, uh, that this was a setup. We don't, we don't think that this guy, you know, this kid did this, and we don't think the dad and other people were just trying to press, see what we can do. Hey, can we get a, can we get a bomb in the school? But tell you what, we know somebody's going to react to it, probably going to be a white guy or a white woman uh, when we take it in. So, you know, depending on what they do, we get important intel. Like when they get on planes and they start, you know, shouting in Arabic and different things and acting a fool and behaving, you know, oddly and erratically. They're doing that to test us. They're doing that hoping we get, to, you know, they shut us up. I'm sorry to tell you, that's... That's lame, but we fall for it. Well, I don't fall for it, but lots of people fall for it. So it just for me, you know, I, I just think we need to smarten up a lot. I say a little bit, but we need to smarten up a lot. So, so there's a little, but the feel good moment for the show today is that clock boy and his dad's, um, their whole deal is, has been thrown out of court, which I think is super duper awesome. I love that. Um, that's just, I just love it. I seriously, seriously love it. So it just makes me feel good. And I knew it would make you feel good too. So you guys remember back to, to, to the whole Russia hacking, air quotes, hacking. Um, and this was a, uh, John Nolte wrote a, a really good article on January 10th. And he talks about how, He exposes really how many establishment enemies uh, Donald Trump has, President-elect Donald Trump has, and and in fair and I love how he does this, both on the left and the right. And CNN and BuzzFeed, they did something so sleazy and dishonest. These are his words and mine. Uh, just a few years ago, even to a media cynic like me, 
which I'm a media sitting too, but John Nolte says, media sitting like me, it would have seemed impossible. With a breathless breaking news report, left-wing CNN went first. To no one's surprise, the once-respected Jake Tapper took the lead. Now, he, he was respected, by the way. He was a very respected guy. I mean, good guy. Um, and then, man, you know, I don't know what happened. Maybe he always was a little bit crooked, uh, and he just couldn't hide it anymore. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. People have asked me what happened to Jake Tapper, and and I don't know. I, I just I wish I did know. So he's the guy, right? So he he offers up the imprimatur of journalism so that the batch of leaked and completely unsubstantiated anti-Trump documents could be dumped on the American public the night before uh, the president-elect's very first press conference, right? So so this pops up, and they're talking about it like it's substantiated. They're talking about it um, like it's legitimate, right? And they quote a bunch of other things, BuzzFeed and CNN and uh, you know, they, they quote each other. And th this is a bunch of unverified, unchecked, unsubstantiated rumors. And some of them are personally embarrassing about Trump and his campaign team. Um, but you've got guys like David Korn, super left, this Mother Jones guy. He said, I, I accurately characterized the memos. This is important stuff, but I didn't publish details. Even Donald Trump deserves journalistic fairness. So he knew it was over, over the edge. Look, this wasn't an accident. This wasn't a this wasn't a slip, you know, it was just total fake news. You hear Donald Trump at real Donald Trump. You hear Donald Trump saying fake news, hashtag fact. It, it's all fake news. And look, I'm going to say, uh, I watched, I watched, uh, Barack Hussein Obama's. I, I don't think you can call it a farewell speech if you've given three of them already, but I watched your speech last night. So you didn't have to, but um, I also watched uh, Donald Trump's, what was it, first, the Chiron said, or the headline on on uh, USA Today said, Donald Trump is finally giving his first press conference in 167 days, or 100 and some days, I don't know, 67, I'm guessing, or 161, or 1,950,000, I don't know what number, but it was over 100. Well, he's not the president yet, right? So he he was the candidate till he's the president-elect, and there's more substance in his when he comes out and speaks than in any of the other politicians. And I like it because he went right after the lying press, CNN specifically. They, this, you, if you guys watched it, it was just over and over and over the same questions. Oh, well, I'd like to ask you a question on blah, blah, blah. And then, well, this isn't right. This isn't right. When he said, look, I'm not going to answer your question. I'm not going to answer your question. I'm not going to allow you to answer a question. You're fake news. You're a liar. And, and, and I'm not going to give you, the microphone. Well, you know, uh, people, even on Fox News, are, they're apoplectic over this. Oh, well, you know, the press is important. You can't cut the press out. America needs the press. Well, for what? Little thing called a cell phone. Little thing called a smartphone. Yeah, we don't need it anymore. We don't need it. What do we need it? You know, you can get your you can get your news from you can aggregate it yourself. Now Drudge does a good job, but there's other aggregators out there. But he's certainly the biggest. What aggregator does, if you're unfamiliar, he he gets goes out and gets headlines and then snatches the ones that are most um, important. I don't want to say important, but they're the most reliable. You know, um, the material is sound. It may be a total lie. 
but it, it is truly attributed to the source that he names. And a lot of times he'll, he'll just copy links. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not like he rewrites it. His team doesn't rewrite it. He just takes the copies and the links and puts them in there and a little bit of teaser. And then you click on it and you read the original thing. So Trump is just not going to put up with that folks. He's not question after question after question about the Russians hacking the election. Uh, are you comfortable with that? Uh, don't you think that you should have something to say and all this stuff? And it's, it's the whole left-wing agenda. It's the whole rotting corpse. The, the, their whole status quo, by the way, you can follow John Nolte at N O L T E N C. You can follow me at the Ninja pastor. I'd love to have more followers. Be awesome. I hate that they're called followers because I'm not leading you anywhere. I might lead you to like a really good restaurant, you know, especially I shouldn't say this because if you know what's in them, but um, Eggs Benedict, mm, 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 so good, so good. And if it's done well, you just can't beat it. Now, you need a defibrillator nearby because Eggs Benedict is certainly not heart healthy food, but yummy. Once a month, it won't kill you. Maybe it will. Hey, hello to my buddy, uh, my buddy, my buddy, Philly Bob, man. I miss you, brother. Sure do miss you. Um, but here's the thing, you know, look, the left is going to tell any lie. They don't care. They don't care. They're going to ask any question because they, they want to get a microphone on them of them asking a question in a certain way. And they believe me, they, they really think about how they structure the question. Not that they necessarily think you're going to answer it honestly, but how you respond to it is what, and Donald Trump doesn't care. President-elect Donald Trump, he doesn't care. I love it. Well, when will uh, even some people on the right, alleged right, are saying, oh, you know, it's about time. You know, he's only a few days from being inaugurated. It's about time he started acting presidential. What is presidential? What is presidential, acting presidential? Because I'm going to tell you something. I don't like how presidential Barack Hussein Obama has been acting. I don't like it. I don't. I think it's stupid. Uh, I think it's clear that he hates America. I think it's clear that he hates Israel. I think it's clear that he is so far over his head, but really and truly he's doing. Can you imagine if he, if he got all of the things that he, that he asked for? What if he, what if he actually tried for all the things that he said he was going to gun control? There's one um, gay marriage. There's another um, marijuana. You know, cannabis, medical cannabis, legalizing cannabis. You know, you guys know this is not a secret. I'm pro-medical marijuana, and I'm pro, you know, you grow it yourself, whatever. I don't care. You look at the alcohol industry, I'll do a whole show on it. Don't, don't mess with me. I'll do a whole show on it. I, heck, I'll do a series. I'll do videos and, and show the corruption surrounding cannabis. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, 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 it's a dirty, dirty thing, and it's costing lives. And so... The fact of the matter is, is I'm pro cannabis. So he made the he made the uh, he made the statement that hey, you know what? I am gonna work for you to get cannabis legalized. Well, guess what? He didn't even try. No effort. In fact, he did the opposite of that. He did the opposite. What did he do? He a state makes makes it legal. They rule it's legal for marijuana in that state, and he ramps up the federal prosecutions and raids. Barack Hussein Obama has done more raids 
on legal state ruled legal marijuana dispensaries than any president has ever done on a specific group ever before. And he told him he was pro, but he lied. Guy doesn't care, man. He doesn't care. It's he'll say and do, and the media will say and do or parrot. They'll do and say whatever you tell them to if you're on the left. Now, you guys know if you've watched this show or listened to this show for any length of time, or if you've ever invited me to speak at your church or your organization, and and believe you me, I'm, I'm more than happy to go anywhere in the United States, uh, speak to your group. I'd be happy to do that. You just use the contact me page on drshawngreener.com or direct message me at the Ninja Pastor, whatever. Email me at smgreener at gmail.com. Email's probably not the best. Using the contact me pages are probably best because I get about 20, let me pull it up here per week. Uh, 20, oh, 28,548 emails. So I'm pretty positive. I'm not going to get to all that. So if you could, uh, if you could use the contact me page or direct message me on Twitter, that would be sweet. No, no. Wow. 34 minutes. But anyway, anybody that's been listening to the show or, or hearing me, uh, speak, they know I'm a huge fan of Denzel Washington. Huge fan. One thing you can't argue with is even if he's in a crappy movie, which I'm understanding by people who went and sat through the fences, people I trust or fences, um, that it's just a, it's, it's a downer movie, certainly releasing it around Christmas. I don't understand that. Uh, it certainly does no favors for the black community, black men in general. Or black women, quite frankly. It doesn't post you. Although, when interviewed, Denzel said, look, this is an accurate portrayal. And I think the black community in general is going to be mad at, at uh, Denzel. But I think he's one of the greatest actors of our time. I really do. Uh, he's a class act. Uh, you know, He's in my hometown a lot. Uh, he has property there. And he comes and visits an awful lot. And, you know, it's very common to see him around town. And He's very engaging, just super good guy. Very, very, very talented actor. Seriously. Uh, and, and even movies that I wouldn't like, I don't sense that I would like Fences, but I want to like it, but I think I'm probably not going to like it. Uh, even still, I still think he's, um, I really believe that, that he's one of the greatest, uh, greatest actors of all time. So, but look, you, you know, the Golden Globes, they all get together. This, By the way, the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes and, you know, all that. The People's Choice. Now, that's I don't, I've never gotten a ballot to vote for actors or singers or whatever. I've never gotten that. So I don't know how that People's Choice business works. But I know that the Golden Globes and the, uh, the Academy, you know, they, they vote for each other, essentially. Um, and the press, the liberal press the media press, they vote, you know, they vote. It's all a big, it's really ridiculous, but you know how they get together. So the Golden Globes, they, they're doing this. And and really what they love to do is they love to make statements, political statements. You know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to accept an award and then they're going to give a speech. Well, Meryl Streep did that, but uh, Denzel, I tell you what, Denzel Washington, he, he didn't, he wasn't a big fan. Wasn't a big fan. Uh, you know, and, and I think this guy, uh, Jimmy Fallon, you know, and from the, from the, uh, late night show, I guess, late night with Jimmy Fallon, very talented guy. I hope he be, I hope, you know, I'm understanding that he has a, 
an issue with alcohol and or substance abuse, and I hope he beats it. Uh, but but he, he he is super talented. I mean, the guy is just, he used to be on Saturday Night Live, which I'm not a huge fan of that show. Uh, but he was, he was easily the most talented guy on the show and he does a great job interviewing people. He's really, really good. He's very funny. Uh, but he's, he's hard left. I mean, hard left. I want to say his wife is a, uh, air quotes, human rights attorney, I think. Um, but they like to see themselves. They like to think that they're the voice of, of society, right? They're the voice of our society. Ah, uh, he is good. So good. Um, you know, so Denzel, you know, he stood up against that and said, no, yeah, that's, that's not right. That's not right. And, and I would say, uh, so many of these actors, including Meryl Streep have said that, you know, the regular everyday Americans are rednecks. They're, 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 uh, so we're deplorable, you know, to quote Hillary and, and they're doubling down. Don't think they're backing up by the way. Don't think the left is backing up. They're not going to back up. They don't care that your feelings are hurt. They don't care that Donald Trump just got elected and we are the deplorables that elected him. Well, Denzel Washington deals with this and he says, look, these people are wrong. These elites, these Hollywood elites, they're wrong. It's, it's not these elites that make America great. It's the average Americans. It's the deplorables. The same average Americans who voted for Donald Trump because they're sick and tired of the elitist attitude of people like Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Meryl Streep, and all these others. Now, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt myself to say, and I said it before, but I'm going to pin it to this. I don't think that it was advisable for Donald Trump, President-elect Donald Trump, to uh, take a dig at Meryl Streep being washed up or being an overrated actress. There are some movies that she's been in that I felt, my goodness, pitiful. Um, I will say probably more of her movies I felt that way. Uh, overdone, too too much, too much. You know, you can tell she really thinks very highly of herself. But let's look at what actors actually do. Actors read lines, someone else, someone smarter, ostensibly, than them, and they memorize these lines, and then they act. They try to convince you. So they lie for a living. So this is what we're talking about. We're not talking, but they entertain us, and good lands, we love to be entertained, don't we? So so they're on their high horse here, uh, and I think um, I get a little bit tired of it, and, and so, does, so does Denzel Washington. And Denzel Washington said, look, he was at this uh, roundtable discussion with other actors, and uh, Denzel Washington told his Hollywood colleagues, get off your high horse. You know, people say, this is Denzel. People say, oh, it's so difficult to make a movie. And Denzel said, I'm like, listen, send your son to Iraq. Now that's difficult. Look, this is just a movie. Relax. I don't play that precious nonsense. And I love that he said that. Um, Don, uh, not Donnie Wahlberg, uh, Mark Wahlberg, very similar. He says, you know, you people, you lie for a living. I lie for a living. I pretend to be something else to entertain people, to get people to buy tickets and to hopefully entertain them. Why would you listen to me? Why would you listen to them? Who do you think you are? Denzel goes on to, said that, to say that fellow actors ought to be on their knees thanking Americans for the chance to do what they do. Making, movie, making a movie is a luxury, he said. It's an opportunity, and most importantly, it's a gift. 
obviously everybody here, and this was to this uh, roundtable, everybody here is talented enough to do that, but don't get it twisted. It's just a movie. It ain't that big of a deal. That's one of the reasons why I like the guy. I think he's he's so he's so good at his craft, and I really respect that. But go figure. He's he's uh he's got some conservative. I'm not saying he's a conservative conservative, but but certainly I like to hear that. I I don't know if you've ever uh, listened to go on the the YouTube there and listen to his commencement speech he gave. And I I don't remember the university, but it was a a, a historically black university, and he gave the he gave the commencement speech. Wow, wow, very powerful. Very, very powerful. So uh, in closing, I, I don't have much time left, but I, I want to talk really quickly about Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama's, because you know what I want to say his name correctly. By the way, if you think he and Michelle are leaving, I know they have a, they're building a wall around their residence in D.C. that they're renting. That's a first. Um, but they, because yeah, he hates walls. Uh, but they're not leaving. Now they're going to travel a lot. Why not? And of course, they'll get somebody else to pay for it. You know, that's what they do. They don't pay for stuff. Liberals don't pay for stuff themselves. Of course not. So he's going around. Yes, we did. You know, yeah. Did you, did you guys see the speech? You guys see that? It was, it was brutal. Seriously brutal. Uh, I always found him brutal to listen to. Uh, I happen to have heard his, um, the speech that made him essentially on our radar. He was on other people's radar. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I, I listen to the guy with an open mind and quite frankly, uh, I've never been that impressed with him. I, I really, I'm not that impressed with him. I, I'm sorry to tell you, I don't think he's that good. I don't, I, I just don't think he's that good. I, I just think that there's a huge lacking on his part, and and I'm sorry to tell you, I, I, I wish I could say that he, he was that good. He convinced a lot of people, but he didn't convince me. And I just, you know, I was hoping the guy would disappear. You're right, Bill. I, I, There's going to be a microphone in their face every day as he bashes Trump and still blames Bush, by the way. He doesn't stop with that. And blaming you, blaming regular everyday working Americans, blames you. And, and you're right, Bill. He's not going to retire gracefully. So for the record, all this Russian, ha Russian hacking, air quotes, I want to remind you, it happened on Obama's watch, right, during his presidency. Isn't that the president's job to protect us against that kind of thing? Has he come out and said that he's against what uh, Hillary did? I don't know if that's the case yet. Somebody tell Ashley, Ashley Marie on Facebook. I just quoted her meme here. Uh, for the record, all of all of this Russian hack, Russian hack. It's hard to read because it's fuzzy, or that may just be my eyesight. Russian hacking happened on Obama's watch during his presidency. I think Joe Walsh was responsible for it. But look, I, I'm just going to tell you. You know, that's the thing that we consistently, consistently get wrong. We just don't call stuff what it is. And I don't know why we, is it fear? Why not call that out? Hey, pal, this happened on your watch. Why in the world do we continue to, to act like this guy doesn't have, they don't have 
Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm mad now. I, I thought I wasn't going to get mad this time, but I am mad. You know, because people, I'll tell you why. Because people, what they do is, uh, I'll tell you what they do. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what they do, what they really, really do. I, that's not, I'm sorry, that, that slipped out. Sometimes the lyrics to a song, or maybe they're not the lyrics to a song, but they slip out. Somebody will say something like photograph. All I wanted is a photograph. You know what I mean? That'll slip out. Like that happened just then. I'll be singing that forever now till I, something else, you something else pops in and then I'm, then that's the new thing. But, but you know, we've got to stop falling for stuff. We've got to, we've got to start calling these people out. We just can't allow it. Can't allow it. The co-opting of our culture, the co-opting of our language, the co-opting of what's right and wrong. It's just pitiful. But Donald Trump's not going to stand for it. He's not going to. He's not going to sit back and 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 stand for it. And he certainly, uh, you know, in his speech, Hussein Obama, he defended his legacy. He defended his legacy. He he warned of a divided nation. That's interesting to me. He's also warned against the president doing executive uh, executive rulings or whatever. It's ridiculous, folks. Come on. The guy says, and this is true, Alinsky. This is how Saul Alinsky says to do. Just keep lying. Make it bigger. They question you. Make it bigger. Double down. Don't defend it. Double down. Executive orders. He says, no, no, no. Don't do executive orders. If I could give any advice, don't do those. Follow the Constitution. A living document. divided nation this is this is the guy that caused the division look i i know lots of people who said i grew up with uh, black friends and we were friends and i'm white they're black we go to places together we do all these things in high school or whatever and then now all of a sudden i see them on facebook they're friend of me and they're talking about racism and all this stuff and how they've suffered i grew up with them and they didn't that wasn't the life they never talked about it they never i never experienced it when i was with them a lot type of thing until this guy until hussein obama becomes president and much the same could be said frankly about donald trump now i i have not been a huge defender of donald trump you guys know that i wanted donald trump uh i i wanted i wanted uh ted cruz i i, I really felt like ted cruz was the, the the perfect man for this job. But you know what? I'm starting to think I was wrong. Not that there was anything wrong with Cruz, but I think he would have never been this crass. He would have never been this hardcore on him. He would have never gone right. Well, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that he would. And look, I don't know how I feel about him being uh, in the Supreme Court. Um, I, I th feel like we need him in the Senate, but we certainly need him on the court. And uh, I think, I think if he's replacing Scalia, I think, man, you can't, have a better guy. I mean, but 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 now as I look at what's really needed, I think I think quite frankly Donald Trump is the right guy. So Donald Donald Trump, you know, he says the things he does and it could even be minor and wow, he gets he gets slammed. President Obama says stuff that's full on uh, on national television, full on a lie. And of course where does he go to do it? Place where he hadn't hardly been through 8 years, he hadn't hardly been to Chicago, allegedly his hometown, and he went there to tout and defend his administration's record of change, air quotes, record of change. 
And he says, oh, I, I wish there wasn't as much partisanship. I wish there wasn't as much frayed race relations. You got to be kidding me, man. This is the guy that did it. This is the guy that brought all of this mess to us as a country. I would submit to you that race relations are, I don't know, can there be a thousand percent? A thousand percent worse than before he took office. People say, well, you can't substantiate that. Well, okay, I can't measure it. I can't make it data. But I can tell you the life I live around, I, I didn't think about racism before this guy. You say, well, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you didn't think about it because you're a racist. Well, no, I've never been called a racist prior to you know being a public figure. People who knew me knew that wasn't the case at all. And it isn't the case now, and it never will be the case. But the fact of the matter is, Groups like Black Lives Matter and all these people, Barack Obama, he got cops killed. He got soldiers killed. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kid around with you and 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 dance around this. The guy did. He's responsible. There's no other person responsible. It's him. He did it. And then he looks in the camera and he laughs. Double down. Saul Alinsky, double down. He throws enough uh, stuff in his speeches to, to lift it, to elevate it, but then he contradicts it. He goes back and forth and back and forth, but he's playing you like a, a Stradivarius. The beating heart of our American idea, our bold experiment in self-government. Self-government? Look, if you want to learn about self-governance, if you live in the state of Delaware or you're nearby Delaware, um, January 31st through February 4th, I think, a Center for Self-Governance will be in Kent and Sussex County. There's only three counties in Delaware, uh, Newcastle, Kent, and Sussex. He will be there. Uh, Mark Herr and the Center for Self-Governance will be there. And uh, you'll be able to sign up. So you go to the centerforselfgovernance.com, and you go out to register class. You put your class name. It'll pop up right over there. And sign up. Sign up, pay, and do it. These people aren't getting rich doing this. In fact, they do it on their own dime. So the little bit you have to pay for classes is worth it. Trust me. So Barack Obama says, I'm asking you to believe, not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours. That's platitudes. Yeah, that's great. That's bumper sticker. But none of it's real. He doesn't believe any of that. Believe. Believe in what? Change? Hope and change? Dude, you can't keep saying, well, I guess you can, but you can't keep saying, we just need a little more time and a little bit more money. Okay, a lot more money. Boy, those Republicans, they were deeply entrenched. Dude, you had all of Washington in your pocket. They were on your side. They were the D's. Why didn't you get it done? Why couldn't you have gotten it done? Because you're fake. Jerry's absolutely right. Uh, Jerry from Pennsylvania over in chat, by the way. Join us in chat. It's, it's a fun place to be. Look, you know, uh, the press is going to look for something to report. They don't mind if they have to make it up. The thing is, is Donald Trump, the thing they hate about Donald Trump is he goes straight to us through Twitter, right? I'm not a big Twitter guy. I need to build my Twitter uh, base. It's ridiculous that I don't have more than that, but I was a real late adopter on it. And I don't do anything to build it other than to tell you guys twice a week, once or twice a week to, if you'd please just follow me at the Ninja Pastor. Um, but look, you know, Donald Trump comes straight to us. And says, hey, here's the real deal. Now, it's your choice whether you believe him or not. Are you going to believe the press over him? 
No way. No way I'm believing the, the press over Donald Trump. You know, they don't care about results. Bill, Bill from Newark says they don't care about results. They want to do good. Good results are secondary, sort of like common core politics. Fake news. Hashtag fake news. How do you feel? So, so Hussein Obama spends a lot of his speech, almost the whole speech, lying and defending his legacy. If I had told you that eight years ago that America would reverse a, a great recession, reboot our auto industry, you mean buyout, and unleash the longest stretch of job creation in our history. Really? Really? If I could only tell you how many people I know that now they have two or three part-time jobs and they don't have health insurance or they're paying three times as much for one-tenth the health insurance. Uh, you know, I know more people like that than I know who are doing better. I, I don't know what this guy's talking about. And he knows it's bull too. It's bovine feces. He knows it. Then he listed off a bunch of series, uh, a series of other alleged achievements. He says, you might have said we, our sights were set a little too high. <laughs> Look, you know, this is reality. This is, this guy is actually there talking to us in a way that is just deplorable. I don't think, you know, he knows he's lying, by the way. Don't kid you. He knows he's lying. He has always known he's lying. He has. None of these people, I've talked about this on the show. Uh, none of these people actually believe, it's only the lower people. You know what I'm saying? It's only the lower people, the followers. It's only the followers that believe it. The believers are only the followers. That's it. That's the bottom line. That's a fact. It's 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 reality. They know they're lying, uh, but the the followers they don't necessarily know that the big people are lying. The people up you know up up at the top they don't know they're lying. They are believers. But the people at the top, they know. They know. And they know they're trying to trick everybody in the process. Everybody. Set our sights too high. Come on. And now a lot of pressure is being put on the Republicans, and duly so. But, but it's being spoken about like Chuck Schumer, like, oh, okay, you guys know so much better. Then uh, where's your plan? to replace Obamacare. Where's your plan? Because I don't hear anything out of you. I never heard anything out of anybody. That's not true. There, there's so many alternatives put forth. But this Obamacare was a total Democrat thing. Not a single Republican voted for it. Ted Cruz and others, you know, filibustered on the floor of Congress, they, trying to fight it. Racial and economic inequality. He's, he's still banging that drum. Hussein Obama. Race is still a divisive force in the country. Yeah, especially. Post-racial America. He said, after my election, there was talk of a post-racial America. Let me tell you, it was you doing the talking. You said, hey, the reason why things are bad, which they weren't as bad then as they are now, is because you didn't have a half-black president of questionable sexuality and religious origin. 
said it was never realistic for you bunch of people who kept saying that. And of course, you know, he's not as concerned about ISIS or Russia or China threats to us, foreign threats. He warned, warned about threats from home, labeling people more American than others. Oh, good lands. Do you know how many times, you know, ah, oh, this guy. But we got to expect it. We got to expect it. And they're going to come out hardcore against Trump and this Congress and, and his administration. They're going to come out hardcore. Hardcore. You know it, I know it. By the way, thank you, guest uh, 749 and the others, uh, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Wonderful. Great to have you. I hope you enjoyed yourself. This is what he said. We're not where we need to be. All of us have more work to do. After all, if every economic issue is framed as a struggle between a hardworking white middle class and undeserving minorities, then workers of all shades will be left fighting for scraps while the wealthy withdraw further into their private enclaves, says the guy with walls around his home. See, he's throwing a rock at every white person out there that works and saying that, you know, yeah, he said you were hardworking, but you guys are given an unfair advantage. <laughs> By the way, where was Sasha? He talked about it like he, he thought she was there. But she wasn't there. Oh, wait, I know. She was She was in D.C. studying for a test at their $70,000 a year school that they attend, Sidwell Friends. Obama was visibly emotional. He paused to wipe away fake, I mean, wipe away tears. Come on. What man gets a, a well, I shouldn't have said that. Um, what male, I don't mean to lock him into a gender, but what guy grabs a, a handkerchief and dabs his face. That's a woman move. Men don't do that. You know, and there's never been a tear, by the way. I never see a tear. And Michelle, you know, and 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 uh Sasha, she's she's or Malia, I'm sorry, Malia, Sasha was the one who's missing. They didn't they couldn't take the time. You know the national Christmas trees unveiled and neither no, they they couldn't come. So they they got the the cousin to come. And Michelle Obama said, you know, teenagers. <laughs> oh, uh, I told you this was going to happen, by the way. Obama used the speech to warn against a growing partisanship. He says it threatens American democracy. Well, we're a republic, but okay. And for and, and it risks ruining political debate. There's been no debate. You guys have said, hey, we won. Screw you. We're going to do what we want to do. Go back to your place. Elections have consequences. Valerie Jarrett. Without some common baseline of facts, without a willingness to admit new information and concede that your opponent is making a fair point and that science and reason matter, we'll keep talking past each other, making common ground and compromise impossible. They don't ever compromise. Compromise to them is you bending. They'll never bend. I love what he says, always the organizer. If something needs fixing, then lace up your shoes and do some organizing. Well, if you're disappointed by your elected officials, grab a clipboard and get some signatures and run for office yourself. Show up, dive in, stay at it. Sometimes you'll win, sometimes you'll lose. Oh, and the speech was written by Cody Keenan, 
while uh, last month while the Obamas were vacationing in Hawaii. David Axelrod and Robert Gibbs were also consulted in the speech. That was the Associated Press. Now, as I close, I've got to mention this. Hopefully, I have enough time. I've, I've got to mention this because I just can't stand it. Um, for the love of Pete, Hussein Obama mentioned this in his speech, and I'm losing my mind over it. He talked about climate refugees. Climate? Re Did you guys hear him say that? Climate refugees. Look, the world, the word refugee, it pulls at our heartstrings. And it's designed, it, that's why they say it. We think a little, you know, uh, dirty-faced mothers holding their babies, their little children at her side, you know, she's struggling to hold on to them, dirty hands, dirty face, bugs flying around, you know, flies landing on their face. They're wearing raggy clothes. We want to help. We want to go to church. We want to get special offerings and donations, maybe express our willingness to take some in, I don't think so, into our community, maybe even to our home. But guess who shows up? And this is much to our surprise. You say, oh, you're getting climate refugees. You're getting religious refugees. Guess who turns out, shows up at the door of the church basement? Men between 18 and 35, healthy men, muscular, well-fed, angry, very rapey-looking Man, you better protect your uh, your daughters. You better protect your cute boy children. Maybe maybe some of your pets. Look, we don't we don't even need war strewn refugees. Now we have these climate refugees, economic refugees, political refugees, LGBT refugees. How about the Christian uh, uh, refugees? Why aren't we helping the Christians? The Yazidi uh, had to die in masses on a mountain, many freezing to death and starving to death, the ones that, that ISIS didn't kill, because our president said, oh, they're fine. We dropped some blankets. It's all good. We're all good here. Refugees are not using words. They're co-opting language. I talked about it in my open. This is what they do. This is what they do. This is reality. This is where we are. Fake news is nothing but fake co-opted words. How about joining us on Sunday? You want to listen to what we do on Sunday? It's very different. And if you're a church out there and you want a speaker to come, um, I do conferences. I do guest speaking and preaching. Um, if you want a taste of what that's like, go to listen under drshawngreener.com or theninjapastor.com. Click on listen. Go down to the radio show. And just have fun. It's all free. Join us this next Sunday. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Uh, we're really, we're going to lean hard into 2017, folks. I'm going to give you a lot of things over the course of this year, especially the first quarter, that you can be doing. Because Donald Trump being elected, yes, it feels great. Oh, it so feels great. But I'm going to tell you, that isn't the only thing that we need. That's not the only thing. Listen to this real important message first before we close out. God bless you. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen. You need to get paper, something. You need to click into your notes in your smartphone and, and take this number down. First of all, the first number is 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. 
All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested. You can be jailed. You can be sued. You can be fired. You can be bankrupted. Even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. Listen, you don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull the trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. You just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be the second call defense. Listen, we've got your back. It's complete legal protection for armed self-defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. Folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage, and I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I've got homeowner's coverage. That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a public, a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they're, they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? 877-502-3300. Secondcalldefense.org. You want to give them this number, 20630. That's a Ninja Pastor's number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up. You, you know, sign up by the means of putting in your information for the show. Uh, to follow this show, but there's links on there. Once you do that, or on that page, there's a link there, and that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go, get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in. And once you get your money back, your free uh, month back, they, they never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there. Trust me. I've researched it all. Join today. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www. DrSeanGreener.com In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.